This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on, man? Derek, today's been a day, so I'm excited to sit down and decompress and talk and do podcast things because it's been, I don't know, seven hours since we last recorded, so it feels like forever. But uh, we'll start with an introduction for today's special interview, and then we'll dive right into all things that encompass your life and your brain power because I, for one, have a lot of questions. So you want to in- introduce yourself to our fans, listeners, sure. subscribers, and Patreons. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do this. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm Dan Abatoy, uh, the founder of the Food Court, um, and I guess I would call myself a serial entrepreneur. Um, yeah, former med school uh, dropout turned uh, serial entrepreneur. So uh, how? Like what? Did, what did you? Let's start with med school. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was going to get at. Like what? <laughs> decisions did you have to make to be like i'm done with this yeah oh so that's a that's a real deep question (laughs) right off the bat here we go (laughs) um yeah so um basically it was uh one to get to medical school takes a lot of time uh effort energy uh retook a lot of classes i didn't want to take spent a lot of money doing that um and so to get to the point where i chose to leave really came from uh, this feeling that I was no longer in love with with medicine. Sure. Um, hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it got to the point where I just I didn't feel like I was going to be coming out uh, and being the doctor that I was imagined I would be. Um, you know, and and I just thought to myself, you know, it, can I live with myself um, if if I can't you know achieve and, and turn into the best person that I uh, set myself out to mm-hmm. be, and so. You know, uh, it was it just kind of like was in my gut. You know, there was just something there that said something's not right. Uh, you know, and you know, ultimately made the decision that uh, you know I was gonna I was gonna drop out and leave. Where were you attending college? Uh, yeah, so I went to med school in in Grenada. So that's uh, it was Caribbean Medical School. What? 
Grenada, yeah. That's, Saint, that's Saint. a super, super short drive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it gets even shorter when you have to pack your whole life up into uh, two 50-pound suitcases. Uh, yeah. That's wild. So when, when you and I first met, we right away hit it off talking about all things business. And then when Gina told me that you were in med school, I'm like, what? <laughs> because I've only known you as an entrepreneur because you've been – doing stuff since you've left. Like you left med school and you're like, I have to figure out because I want to work for myself. How do I do this? So right after med school, when you left, what was your first endeavor? Because it wasn't the food court. No, no. <laughs> the food court is... Uh, first of all, can we tell people what the food court is? Sure, because we're not talking yeah. about like the Galleria Mall and the Japanese foods there. Like no, you're talking no, something else. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we should probably dive into that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the food court, uh, I like to describe it is it's uh, Tinder for foodies. So, uh, you know, it's to help you make the, that decision of what do you want to eat when, you know, you and your significant other are, you know, trying to figure out what uh, what you're going to have for dinner instead of opening, you know, 30 different menus and trying to make that decision. We just show you the food um, in, in a random selection, just like Tinder gives you the ability to slept, s- s- swipe left and right. Um, yeah, so that's, that's uh, the food court. But the concept, the name uh, for that kind of came from the idea – Going back to, you know, when we were younger, you'd go, go to the mall with your buddies mm-hmm. and everybody would finally get hungry and, and you'd be like, oh, what do you want to eat? And everybody's like, let's, let's go to the food court, right? Because you can look around and see every different option that's available, sure. you know, really quickly. Um, yeah, so it's funny that you say it's not like the food But, in, you know, in the back of my mind, it's kind of like the food court from the mall. Yeah, uh, it's the concept because yeah. you go to any place and you can see pictures of the food on their menu and you can check out all the places within that food court, which is essentially what you want to do, which we're going to dive so deep into this because it's, it's funny that we bring you on today because I, as I was scrolling this morning before Facebook and Instagram shut down, I uh, was scrolling through and I saw this meme that said, wouldn't it be nice if we had like a Tinder for food? And I'm like, I just want to post a link to this interview that's not live yet because I know this is exactly what you're doing. So we'll we'll dive very far into that. But going back, what was your first thing out of med school when you started? Yeah, so the first thing, uh, Emily and I, uh, that's my wife, uh, we started Teach Lifestyle, which was a subscription box that was geared for teachers. So we decided we wanted to create something that teachers could use both inside and outside the classroom and have it be an affordable box, mm-hmm. right? So you can get things that, you know, were higher and better quality than the Target dollar store bin, Um and and be something that teachers you know would love to get every other month, uh, so that was that was the first endeavor, uh, and really that was kind of me testing out: can I be an entrepreneur, and sure. do I even like being an entrepreneur? Yeah. So what was the thought process when you were doing it? Were you overwhelmed, or were you like, I can totally take this? No, I mean, it was. Um, I mean, there was a, a little bit of being overwhelmed, but there was also, I mean, I did have that understanding that you know I. I went to medical school, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I had to retake classes. I had to learn things. And I thought, you know, if I can do that, you know, I can figure out how to run a business and figure out what I need to do. Um, and there were a lot of really good resources that I found at the time that helped, right? So it wasn't just me being, like, super smart at running a business or, you know, being a, a good at research. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I went to a small business development center, um, you know, reached out for help there. And, and they really helped, uh, you know, they had a, a – it was a – Weekend series course uh, basically was like business 101, like how to start and run your own business. Uh, so we covered everything every other or every weekend uh, at I think it was Saturdays for like the whole day. Uh, and we would cover everything from, you know, accounting, legal, mm. 
uh, finance, you know, whatever you needed to know. Uh, and so that was, you know, how I found that first, you know, piece of information. And it really actually helped me feel, I think maybe that's why it didn't feel so overwhelming because, you know, there were people that I had at my disposal right away that could offer help and support. Um, but yeah. Yeah. What, what is that? group called because there's a lot of small business owners out there that feel lost so what group can they reach out to that you did yeah so uh the one i did was uh, i can't remember exactly the name of it it was through the small business development center um and it was run out of the niagara community uh college campus okay yeah there's also another one out of buff state as well if anybody is um not near and trip that's right yeah um, and I think they're probably, <laughs> it seems like they're, they're like the same organization. Okay. Uh, and so I, you know, I think that's just where they held that, that, uh, that course, weekend yeah, course thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would also recommend uh, shout out to Buff State graduated from there. So yeah, I would highly recommend going there as well. Um, it's just really neat because a lot of people don't realize, um, it's difficult to be an entrepreneur and like take that initial step to start a business, but then once you realize how many outsources um, that exist with different resource opportunities, like the Small Business Development Center, they're like, hey, it's a lot at first. It's like a giant cake, but we're going to spoon feed you the steps you need. Like, have you ever done a market analysis? Have you ever sat down and developed a business plan? Do you even know, like, what your business would look like or what you want it to look like? Have you thought about this, this, and this? And then you answer the questions and they're like, dude, you're like a third of the way there. Like, mm-hmm. it's really not that hard. Like, it's just you need to formulate what you want it to be. And that's where a lot of people flip out, like Derek and I, because we're not creative. So, the like, we never thought that this would exist. Like, the whole studio, the board, like, and then you just do it. And then you're like, well, I'll just stub my toe constantly. And then eventually it'll break off. And then I'll just <laughs> waddle my way through this. And yeah. then you just all of a sudden two years go by, you know? So it's no one knows. No. But they're like, hey, this is kind of the recipe to make a decent soup. Exactly. And then you drink and eat it. And I break this chair because, of course, we po. Yeah. And it's it's wild because you start to realize, like, people look up to me for almost doing nothing. And they're like, oh, you're an entrepreneur. And then they start drilling you with questions. And you're like, I don't have the answer to that question. <laughs> like, that's the point. Like, I don't have a boss. I don't have time to research it. So I do know the answer to that question. So what was that process for you with um, – what was your second endeavor then? And why did the first one fail? Yeah, so the first one, um, it really didn't fail. It was, you know, just something – Oh, you sold it. That's why you got that nice hat. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> gotcha. why. I, got it. I sold it sold it to my grandma. She, she loved it. Uh, <laughs> No, so the the whole point of that was to test out, you know, do I want to be an entrepreneur? You know, do I like this? Can I see myself doing this, you know, as a career going forward? Um, and that just kind of ran its course, right? So okay. um, luckily, we, we kind of shut down right before the pandemic happened, um, which uh, was beneficial in the sense that, you know, we had some situations where uh, a couple of teachers that we had, uh, you know, that were subscribed uh, anytime you know, there was some sort of issue in which there's a possibility that, you know, their paycheck was going to get cut. Obviously, the first thing they went was, you know. Subscriptions. Yeah, yeah. subscriptions. Yeah, that's what uh, I did too. And so we luckily got it at a really good time. Um, but it just, it, it, it ran its course. Um, you know, it, it it answered all the questions that I needed to have answered. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allowed me to then take a, a step into the next endeavor that I that I want to go into. Um 
which <laughs> was which called was? Cast Yourself. So it was um, – so the concept was a, a voice social networking app. Uh, so I like to think um, – you know, kind of like Twitter, uh, you know, Twitter rooms that you can have those like voice conversations sure. or uh, what's the other one? I forget what it's called. Um, like the the chat room thing? Yeah. I forgot what those are called. But, yeah, it's social media where you're conversing rather than typing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and so uh, – Discord? Is it kind of something like that? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like, more like a community, yeah. It was um, – well, I'm totally blanking on the. It's it's like a big deal too, which is yeah, <laughs> it is because we um, we worked with somebody that helped us with that. Helped us with that. Yeah, long story, but it was after an interview. <laughs> yeah, I can bring so, it up. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah, I you know that was a really um, ambitious endeavor that uh, we took on, um, and that started at a, a startup weekend. Which you know, this is another great opportunity to talk about. You know, if you're looking to start a business. Um, you know, that I found out about through the Western New York startup community, which is this huge online community that has support from, you know, basically anybody who's created a startup sure. uh, and has been, you know, both successful and, and unsuccessful in Western New York. Um, and so that means like even like ACV, right? One of the, the co-founders of ACV is uh, Jack Greco is, is really big in the startup mm. community. Um, and so I had gone to a startup weekend. I would pitched this idea about, you know wouldn't it be cool if we could help people start their own podcast, right? Because that, back then it was like, all right, I want everybody starting to do a podcast, but yeah. how do you do it? Right. Uh, and then... If you find the answer to that, let us know because yeah. we still don't know. <laughs> well, I also found out, uh, yeah, there was really no good answer even back yep. then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so maybe it was a good thing I got out of that before yeah. I got too deep in that. Um, but it was like, it was late on a Saturday night and um, like probably around midnight and we were still working on the idea. And I don't know if it was like we were just so tired, but we were like, hey, what if you could like respond to a podcast with a podcast? And so, oh. well, you know, that's where this, you know, idea of a voice social networking, you know, app came from. Uh, yeah. So, so that's, you know, we worked on that and I started working on that as we were working on Teach Lifestyle. So that helped make that transition. You know, it proved, I, you know, Teach Lifestyle did what it needed to do. It proved the concept mm-hmm. that, you know, for me internally. And then I, you know, decided to jump into something that was, uh, you know more up you know in line as to you know what i really wanted to do which is like down the tech road is that what you're getting at yeah Yeah. are you did you have like tech experience before this no still don't (laughs) so perfect so what is your thought process then when you were like i want to do a subscription box i'm good with that now i'm going to go to a social media company like those are two pretty different ideas so what were did you do like market research or something like that to figure out what was void in the area or what was that like yeah i mean so part of it really and at least it's the way i do it Mm -hmm. i know other people say it's you know they'll have their own kind of method um, but I like to think about something, you know, what do I wish was around for me and like my friends to use? Uh, and then I, you know, try and, uh, you know, especially if I have an idea, which was, uh, you know, responding to a podcast for the podcast, um, you know, something that I thought would like help me connect with my friends better, you know, easier and, and make it, you know, more fun, right. Sure. To, to just interact. Um, you know, that's kind of how I make that decision about, you know, what I want to do and, and what I'm going to build, uh, going forward. So, so making that jump was really just, you know, okay, I want to do something big. Uh, you know, I, not that the subscription box wasn't big or couldn't have been big. Um, you know, I just thought like, wow, what if we could do something that changed the world that, you know, helped a lot of people and it was also fun to use. So that's, you know, basically where that initial jump to, to tech came from. Yeah. 
not to get like too meta of a question, but where did you get that thought process from? Because I feel like when you're an entrepreneur, and maybe this is something that you learned along the way, but the whole objective of being a successful entrepreneur is to ha- analyze and assess that there's a problem and then try to create something that'll fix that problem. Yeah. Did you learn that from somewhere or is that just something that's always been ingrained in you? No, I think that's just something, you know, that I've, I've always really kind of, it's kind of been yeah. at the core of who I am, uh, which is why I think I, I really enjoyed medicine so much, right? You have to spend a lot of time observing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, you know, I really loved sciences when I was in school because you're spending a lot of time observing. And from that observation, you're going to make, um, in the Stephen House Science Works, right? You're going to make some assumptions and then you're going to test out those assumptions. So that's the same concept that I use within the startup, you know, when I'm, when I'm building something new. So, right? so I see something, I go, wow, this is at least a problem for me or a problem that I've seen for other people. Uh, and then I, you know, will basically ask myself, okay, well, why do I think this is a problem? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of solutions or things exist that seem to be solutions for that, that don't seem to be working. Uh, why? So that's like an inter- internal conversation I have with myself. And then I come up with, you know, a hypothesis and then I just test it out. And usually I fall flat on my face, right? Like, and that's, uh, but eventually you reach a point where, you know, and, and when I f- talk about falling flat on my face, you know, you talk to people and they'll be like, oh, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Sure. What's wrong with you? Uh, or like, I'll talk to people and they'll be like, wow, yeah, actually, you know what? This would really, you know, solve a problem. Um, and so that's, you know, kind of how that process goes for me. Yeah. Who do you surround yourself with to bounce these ideas off of? Is it friends, family, or is it strangers in the startup community or all three? Yeah, it's a little of both. Okay. Um, and that's the nice thing, right? So we have a, the startup community has a Slack channel of, uh, I think it's a little over 1,500 people. So it's really easy to, you know, just type in, in one of the channels, like, have this idea, you know, someone has some mm-hmm. time to talk about this or you know, filling out surveys. And so you can get some pretty quick information and feedback. Um, you know, I, I think like getting back to like the, the market analysis, you know, one of the things that, you know, I have found to be really key is, you know, when I'm, when I'm thinking of it, you know, an idea, I kind of figure out like, who's my target demographic, right? Like, who am I going to be, you know, who is this solution for? Sure. Right. Um, and then I kind of go to that social media platform to, you know, where that demographic usually lives. Um, so that might be, you know, Reddit, Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, and, and start just kind of like poking around and talking to people. Mm-hmm. And, um, from there, you know, it, again, it comes down to, you know, if they think it's a good idea, you know, you know, what problem would this be solving for them? How do they go about their day to day life in which this would or would not solve their problem? Um, sure. Yeah. Did you have any ideas? Like, so those are probably the three pillars, right? The the subscription box, this social media platform, and then the app, or is there another one in there? I'm trying to think. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I so. guess my question is like, how many ideas have failed for oh, you? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I would say... I don't want to say failed. Didn't come to fruition. Let's yeah. say that because none no, of them that's, failed. That's a, that's a really good question. I would say there's at least uh, five Okay. Right. So uh, another idea that I had that just never came to fruition, um, it mainly was just like a lack of pursuing it on my end. And also, you know, I wasn't sure if there'd really be a need for it was this idea of a uh, a mobile car wash that would just come to your house. Oh, okay. Right. So like, you know, I'd be waiting in line to tell Sonic and I'd be like, you know, this line is horrible. You know, why is everybody doing this? You know, so I thought, all right, how can I, you know, take something and, uh, this thing that's you know really time-consuming. People clearly care about their cars and they want to clean. How can we do something like that? Uh, so that was one idea um, that really just never took off because sure. you know 
I didn't really delve too deep into it. So I guess, you know, that's, you know, is another one that never Mm -hmm. came to fruition. I feel like there was another similar business model in the area that took off for like a week and then it died. I think maybe winter gets people crazy because they want to have everyone come over and do it in their winter. (laughs) We're like, oh, no, I'm good. (laughs) I I actually had mobile detailing is a business model that's actually really starting to take off now. Um, One of the conversations that we had was similar to Delta Sonic is a car wash built into your garage. No, that's where you you pull into your garage and then there's water jets with that are, you know, directly hooked up to your water lines and then it basically just sprays underneath your car and then you can just get the salt and garbage off your car and I mean, then that'd be sick. and then you can get it out. So, I was trying to hypothesize how to make that work with a couple friends years ago. This is um, Are you cheating on me? No, this is this is B B H H. So it's, it's before. So um, that whole conversation came up, and then there's a house that I saw on YouTube that had it installed in like Colorado, and it was of course like a thirty four million dollar house, yeah. and I'm like, okay, so it's possible, right? <laughs> so how does so you know truck with a truck make this happen in Buffalo? But it was probably. That's a good idea, but then how to actually make that a thing yeah. is a total different ball game. And then uh, going all the way back full circle, the app was Clubhouse. That's it. There it is, Clubhouse. For oh, okay. Podcast for a podcast. So it's a social audio app yes. that's literally gigantic. But we had a brain fart because it's post a work day and we're yeah. all mentally fried, <laughs> but that's fine. So, yeah. Yeah, that is, yeah that's, that's right. It is. Uh, so basically, yeah. That was uh, the idea that I had was basically Clubhouse, I guess, before Clubhouse, mm-hmm. minus uh, the ability to execute on it like they were. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, to to your credit, clearly your ideas work. So <laughs> when you're thinking about this next one and talking about the food court now, we talked about that you said you identified an issue where it's <laughs> tough for people to agree on food items. Yep. So you want to dive a little bit deeper into what Clubhouse is and what not, it's all about? Not Clubhouse. Or I'm sorry, Jesus Christ, the food court. <laughs> the food court is – now you got me all confused. <laughs> so many apps we're talking know, about right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, getting at the uh, the issue that I was solving right, that I noticed uh, – literally just stemmed from my my daily life right where you know i'd be like all right it's you know i'm hungry usually emily is like all right i'm hungry and she's past the point of being hungry she's on the verge of hangry Mm -hmm. and uh, it's my job to have a solution and i just remember i was in the car the one day um i feel like this was like kind of mid-pandemic right like where things had kind of opened up a little bit but not everything was Mm -hmm. still open um, and I was like, all right, well, what can we get? Right. Like we were kind of too far from home, from home. Like we needed some food and we needed it kind of quick. And, uh, it just kind of hit me where I was like, wow, all these solutions out there suck. Mm-hmm. Like they're horrible. Like I'm about to get like bombarded with like, what are we going to have? And I need to have answers. And so I thought, all right, there's gotta be a better way to do this. Uh, and just have been, you know, going back to the fact that, you know, especially you go on like Instagram. And that's, you know, how I started this. I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Instagram. I remember seeing some food that I was like, oh, wow, this looks really good. Let's let's go get that. And I saved it, right? But I saved like 80,000 things. Right. And so I'm like, all right, now I got to go find this. I'm just scrolling and scrolling and I can't find it. I'm scrolling and scrolling. And I thought, all right, it's still got to be a better way to do this. Um, so that's like that, really where that nexus, you know, that idea came from. Um, and also because, you know, this happens all the time, right? You get together with a group of friends. You're like, all right, we're hungry. Where do we mm-hmm. want to eat? Like, where are we going to go hang out? 
and it usually takes like quite a bit. And you you know, you'll maybe have that one friend who does all the work, and then you know you get there right. and you're like, yeah, Yo, why'd you pick this place? Exactly. It sucks. Yeah, yeah. And and so I thought, all right, again, like even with that, there's got to be a better solution. Yeah, maybe it's like the old man in me, but for some reason, when I look to find food my first thing is to go to google maps and type in food and then all these red dots pop up that's like arby's mcdonald's i'm like i don't want any of this type of food can you give me good food and then i see a restaurant that i've never seen before i gotta click on that the pictures are in like 480p i can't see what that is so that this app is basically to solve that issue where you're creating an app that will be available on your phone that is a repository of all like pictures and menus of food items from different restaurants? Is that kind of what the thought is? Yeah. So uh, the idea is in the, right, like as this grows, it's that, you know, be the the food app to end all food apps, right? Right. This is going to be the one, right? So what we'd eventually have everybody's menu on there. Um, But it's also to, you know, for as much as, you know, I, you know, went, spent so much time in school. Um, when it comes to food, I just absolutely hate reading, mm-hmm. right? So I don't want to read about what something's going to be like. I want to see a picture of it. Sure. Um, and so that's why we'll, we'll, you know, again, this comes down to being able to just visually and quickly say, oh, man, this looks amazing, and I need to have this in my life right now. And, like, real pictures, too, yeah. because staged pictures don't do – they do the food places too much justice or not enough. Like, exactly. you go to the Chinese restaurant, and that's a picture taken in 1980s that's in green and red. Yeah. And then you go to McDonald's, and it's a staged picture with glue used, with coloring, and it's just like none of this is what it really is in the first place. So exactly. this is – uh, like guest submitted pictures or like restaurant submitted pictures? Yeah. So uh, the way it's running right now, right? So we started with a website uh, and that was just proof of concept, right? To make sure that this was an idea that people were going to like okay. and it wasn't just a crazy idea that was really stupid that no one wants, right? That only I want. Uh, so the website, the way it works right now is uh, restaurants can go on there and they can add their own images. Um, and I can also go in and add images. Uh, but with our new app that we're, building uh, as of right now, which hopefully will be released in the next couple months, um, we'll actually be able to have people upload their own images. Um, So it'll be just kind of, you know, like like, uh, Instagram, which is down right now, so maybe not like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So like that or like, you know, uh, another app that I use called Untapped, which is for a craft beer, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, similar to that, right? So you can go get in and you're going to be the one taking a picture of your food, what it looks like right in front of you, and then you can upload it. Um, And then, you know, and then you can share that with friends, right? So then you can tag friends in it and say, hey, because again, food is social, right? And and usually you find out about something from, uh, you know, whether it's a friend or family member, they'd be like, hey, you got to check this place out, right? And so then you can get tagged in an image. Uh, you can share that food experience and make it a much more what I would consider digital sh- social ex- you know, experience than what it is today. Sure. Is there oh, – go for it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no problem. So I've been talking a lot. Does it um, – when you conceptualized this idea – you went through that normal conversation with your wife where she's like, I need food. I need food now. And you're like, okay, first of all, what are you not in the mood for? I don't care. It doesn't matter. I need food. Okay. <laughs> thanks for the help. Yes. Secondly, you're internalizing your own location. So you're like, what is around this town? So like West Seneca, mm-hmm. you're down to like three options. Right. And then if you're in Chictawaga, you're like literally nothing but chains. And there's one or three mom and pops. If you're in Hamburg, it's like, how much money do we want to spend? Same with Orchard Park. And then you go to Northtown Wandy and you're like, I don't know. I literally don't go here. <laughs> so you're like, so when you develop the app, 
does that aspect get encompassed in the process where it'll geotag your own location? So you got to select like only allow when I'm using this app notification <laughs> drop down, and then the app will just be like, okay, yeah. numb nuts. So <laughs> you are on the Grand Island Bridge, so there's nothing but seafood. And then once you get on the other side, you're going to smell trash. And then once you're through that, you can go to these four places. So how how do you do that? Like how do you how does that work technology wise? Because yeah. I'm I'm a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I mean, that's a really good question for a developer, right? Like, uh, So you have a developer? Yeah, so I actually have a team of, of developers at UB. Who's got a team? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't pay them. Uh, I'm not, I'm not that <laughs> it's all pro bono. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds like us. It's, uh, I got a guy. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, the way it's going to work, uh, from my understanding, and, and that's why you know, I preface this by saying I'm, you know, this is a great technology question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it will you, like use the location of the restaurant. And your location. And then just like uh, Tinder, like it, it, you could have set it up, right? You could set it based on a, 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 a radius. A radius. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, you'll be able to search it. And and depending on the way that the algorithm we end up having works, um, it'll essentially – it's going to show you things in uh, – you know, as, as you get further um, – in your swiping, it's going to start showing you things that get closer to the edge of that radius. So you'll see everything that's really close to you right now. And then, you know, if you don't like any of that, it's going to then show you that next level. Mm-hmm. Does it give you a photo? And then th- the photo is the main stake of it, right? Yeah. But then even on Tinder, there's a bio. Yeah. So is that bio caption the the actual description of what that meal is? Yeah. So uh, that's the way if you go on the website right now, that's what we have. That's how it is? Okay. Yeah. Um, the way we're going to have it set up in, in this first version, because I'm paying a team of developers nothing to do this, so I can only have, you know, you can do the bare minimum. Right. Uh, we're just going to redirect people to the the restaurant's website. Gotcha. Right. So then you can mm-hmm. go and see, instead of us trying to, to input all that information or try and like, scrape that information um, and then worry about, in, you know, something being wrong, mm-hmm. we're going to then just basically redirect people. Uh, yeah, you built the, the highway. Restaurant. Yep. That's cool. Okay. That's awesome. So <clears throat> are you like setting up preferences like I want fried food today? Is that like a thought of your mind too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um who first of all, who has a thought? What did you want fried food? Yeah. I don't know, it's two Do o'clock you? in the morning after Chippewa. I, yeah. <laughs> What year is it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so uh, ultimately each food item is going to have a tag on it, right? So pizza will be pizza, yeah. um, burgers, burgers, right, and everything like that. So then you'll be able to do a filter search. Um, so you can basically say, all right, I'm in the mood right now for barbecue, and, and you'll only see barbecue. Uh, and then if you're like, this barbecue is horrible, I don't want any of this, and maybe I want pizza, you know, you can go now do a filter search. Um, and it's literally you just – clicking a drop down mm. and selecting you know that option um or you can have it be kind of a smorgasbord of everything right where sure. you don't have any filters and you're like i literally don't know what i'm in the mood for um show me something that looks good yeah and just start swiping through including desserts is there like a dessert tab yeah like, like desserts or a filter for desserts only uh yeah so there'll be that uh as well right um we'll do that <laughs> that'll be uh, easy ice for cream. you there's, yeah, there's literally there's like three there's like yeah. a local ice cream place Antoinette's, <laughs> and then cheesecake factory yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so this is the cool thing about this um we are setting this up so that 
the users, right? So every every person that uses this is going to be able to dictate what goes on that, mm-hmm. right? Sweet. So so if you're like, you know what, this box of chocolate that you know I can buy from Right Ed, yeah, exactly. You're like, this is the best ever. Yeah, you can put that on there. Um, and then you know you might not see it, right? Like maybe we'll have that be a, a special like filtered search. Um, but essentially, you know, you can put whatever food on there that's actually food, right. <laughs> you know, on on onto that website or onto the app. I want to like hack your account and then just update your filters where it's like pizza, give me a heart attack, and then <laughs> fast breaks. Yeah, and then you know where they are at all times. <laughs> so that's actually an interesting point. Is there any moderate like? Are you being a moderator for yeah. these pictures that go up? So you'll be able to check to see if these pictures are, like, would you be removing ones that aren't high quality or just, yeah. like, if it's food, it's on there. If it's a picture of your dog, we're not putting it on there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically, a lot of work, man. Uh, yeah, it's going to be. But that's, you know, when you're at this stage of the startup game, you know, that's where that's what equity comes in. And right. it's just, if you're up 80 hours a week, you know, moderating, I kind of would chalk that up to, you know, this looks like a problem of success at that sure, point. Absolutely. And then hopefully, I, you know, I can start raising some money and then paying people to actually do work. Yeah. So that's a, it's a good point too. How do apps actually end up making money? Yeah. So there's uh it's a really good question. Um, Cause when you look at things like Twitter, for example, um, you might go like, oh, I don't get it. Like, it's free, right? So so I'm not paying for it. But somebody is paying for something mm-hmm. along the way. So there's going to be different business models. There's, you know, the the apps that have uh, in-app uh, payments, right? So you, you like, you'll go in there and you, you purchase something through the app. Uh, the app might be free. There's apps that, not so much anymore, but you remember like back in the day, it'd be like 99 cents or mm-hmm. 4.99 or whatever. Uh, so it'd be like a pay app. Um, and then there's like just the good old fashioned, like, people buying your data, right? So when you think about Twitter, for example, um, they're taking a lot of data, bringing mm-hmm. it into their to their system, and then they're selling that, right, for whether it's ad space um, or, you know, even to other third parties. Sure. And that's how Amazon essentially makes money because they don't really make money on their products because of the amount of returns. They're yeah. making money on their cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane for a lot of people to think about. And I get it for our viewers, like – I just said something intelligent about tech, but that's just because I I knew somebody that actually dove into the numbers about Amazon. I was like, how does Amazon make money? Because they're like business savvy. So it's it's crazy because even like Spotify, you know, also no one's a sponsor, by the way. So um, Spotify is the free version or you pay 10 bucks a month and then you eliminate ads. So you can kind of do that too, where you're like, we can get you some photos. But then we can get you some photos. Yeah, <laughs> like how would that? Or you just won't sell your data if you give us five bucks. Or it's videos. It's like, yeah, check this plate up. Yeah, so check out this slice of pizza. <laughs> Stop shaking for a second. <laughs> it's like all the photos are live photos only taken by Apple. So is that? Yeah, it's not necessarily applicable, but it could be, right? I mean, there's. There's options within this platform that it's kind of open for you, which is really cool, especially now on the ground floor. Yeah. So, um, is it all Buffalo based? Like your your development team, or are you talking to people out there in California drinking the fine wines on the coast? No. Uh, so, basically, everything right now is is Buffalo based, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, the developers, while they're not from Buffalo, they're students at the University of Buffalo. Um, okay. And they're doing that through their CSE 611 class, right? So 
Um, the, uh, the what? Computer science. Computer science. Yeah. Uh, See, there we go. Nice. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's one of their courses. So they, they are receiving some sort of compensation for this. This is not, you know. 611? Yeah. So Isn't how did that you like, do that? Hold on. Isn't 611 like grad school? I mean, it's the 600-level course. You can take that really whenever. But, yeah. He's up there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, these, I and these kids are, they're really good. Yeah, yeah like they've our, been doing this for a while. Our numbers were like four, like yeah. whatever, 405. We're just like, we're getting there. We just want to graduate. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so I forgot my question now. What was my question? Something oh, important. No, I forgot it again. Nailed it. It came right back and then it just left again. <laughs> So we are not going to be on your development team. Yeah. Because no. clearly well, we have, like, CTE, but that's fine. <laughs> what was I going to ask? It was a killer question, too. I just don't remember what it was. The the kids working on the thing? I don't know. Just keep going to conversation. Okay. Can you turn the fan on? I'll be out here. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So you, your development team, um, yeah. what is it, their, like, workload per se? Are they just throwing in when they can a couple hours a week? Or is this, like, now you're at the point, like, where? Remembered it. What do we got going on? <laughs> I'll write it down. Uh, yeah, so uh, the nice thing about this is it's a course, right? So it, there is oversight by the professor. Um, and so they have a design, you know, designated number of hours that they are committed to doing this per week, um, each oh, wow. student. Um, and at the end of it, you know, once they you know, finish the project, they, they, they build what you know, they're supposed to build. Um, they basically get a grade for it. Um, hmm. So it's it's kind of like an internship with the uh, community service aspect. Yeah, it kind, kind of, of it kind of is like community service, yeah. right? Because a lot of times when you have a startup idea, uh, there is an idea is great, right? But mm-hmm. no one cares about an idea. They want to see traction, and that's the only way someone's going to give you money for something. So it really, in order to get you know any type of startup off the ground, um, you know, and especially for Western New York where you know, this is in Silicon Valley. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's there's money, but, you know, there's not that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you There has to be some sort of resource that, that helps people get off the ground, right? And, and this is one of those. Um, so, yeah, they, they work on it for the semester, uh, you know, and I think it's about 10 hours a week each student, you know, puts into it. Nice. How did you get involved in that, though? Yeah, uh, so... <laughs> Uh, and I, I'm trying to remember how I initially met the professor uh, that runs it. Because um, we were joking around that we wanted an intern for the podcast. And then we did research and we're like, you literally can't because correct. what you're doing, what you would want the intern to do is business, would be solely business related. And if this is an internship, you technically have to intern them and not have them do all the work. I'm like, <laughs> sucks. <laughs> and like pay them and there's like yeah. state laws. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as I sent him the the New York.gov link, Derek's like, all right, we'll, we'll just do it. <laughs> Correct. Like we're moving on. <laughs> it was a cute idea. Yeah, I mean, so and I, I know what you guys are talking about, right? So I've tried that before where mm-hmm. you're like, all right, let's get an intern, uh, you know, especially when you're building something that you believe in. It's like great. Like, here's some like real world experience, yeah. let's build something cool, get it on the ground floor, but it gets really lot of bureaucratic paperwork. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, also, time's changed. I mean, when we were 15, 16, all that was fine. Oh, yeah. Like, the only thing you couldn't do was work, like, a consecutive number amount of days in a row, yeah. and, like, they could have got fined. Now it's just, like, they're going to bulldoze your business. I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah. Like, there's so many stipulations now compared to when we were 15, 16. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, and it's funny because uh, when I was in college, I did an unpaid internship, right? Of course. And it was like, all did. And it was like, oh, that's how you pay your dues, right? Get in on the ground level, yeah. show that you can work hard, right? And I, my first job, 
uh, Roswell was because of that. Um, but now, yeah, ch- times have changed. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it, and I see both sides, right? Like, I see it from my side of as the, the business, the founder and the business owner, where it's like, all right, I can't afford to pay anybody. I'm not mm-hmm. even paying myself. Uh, but at the same time, like, yeah, these, these students are putting in a lot of time and effort and energy into to building something that, you know, is my dream. So there should be some sort of compensation. Sure. Um, a high five. They're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, buy some pizza and <laughs> yes. maybe yes. some beer, depending yeah. on. And sign up for the app age. while you're in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Post a pizza on the app. Though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I got started. Uh, somehow I, I got introduced to the professor. Um, and there's a pitch day uh, once hmm. uh, at the beginning of each semester, right? So. Uh, it's about like a hundred students. Uh, you pitch the idea. You, so you know, I went uh, a couple weeks ago, pitched the idea, and then at the end uh, of the pitch, you know, students come up to you, ask questions, and hopefully your your project, you know, will get selected. Um, yeah, and so that's how I got involved with that. Is it, are you stressed because are you limited to a school year or a semester now or no? Uh, no. So I mean, that's the nice thing about this. It's it's really structured to where like there has to be a finish line. So. Okay. Um, there are certain requirements that have to be met and essentially, you know, the professor helps to make sure that Mm -hmm. the students stay on track without something like this. Um, you know, yeah, you could get really stressed where, I mean, I've, I've done that before where, you know, one of our uh, co-founders on, on cast yourself, you know, is a student, but you know, and he would work on it, you know, throughout the semester, but then when the semester was over, he had his job. Right. So, so things slow down, but with this, we, we don't really have to worry about necessarily that time issue so what was your deadline then i need this app up and running or did you set like an intermittent really yeah wow yeah and so like that's part of the conversation before you you jump in and sure to make sure the kids can actually do it (laughs) yep and then um again like these kids are you know they're really talented so um this gives them like real world experience as to you know what it's like in the the real world um there's like four people in the world that know how to design an app so these kids are gonna thrive after this yeah uh, and, and you know, they're really good. Like, it's not even just, like, the back-end stuff where mm-hmm. you're talking about, like, you know, Coding. location. It. Yeah. yeah. It's even, like, the design concepts where you're like, all right, like, what is this going to look like? And they're putting together these wireframes, and I'm like, wow, yeah, this looks really good. Yeah. Um, That's so, yeah, so cool. Yeah. It's it's very exciting. So what is what do you need from the community as of right now? Are we in a holding pattern until the app's developed, or can we do something in the, in the interim? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you could follow our Instagram when Instagram's not broken. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, go and use the website, right? Cause you know, that the, the current website, um, and you can see the link on, uh, you know, we can put it in, in the Instagram. Uh, well, it's there actually in the Instagram yeah. account. Uh, we'll throw it in the link yeah. uh, in the description below, but what is it for people that aren't going to click yeah, the link? Uh, try the food court.com. Okay. Uh, and so, and then your Instagram handle is, uh, yeah, it's, so that was taken. So it's uh, so it's I think it's try underscore the underscore food underscore court, maybe underscore again. <laughs> again, we'll put it in the description. <laughs> maybe underscore again. So um, yeah. and, and right now, are the only way to get things uploaded through restaurants or you personally or can yeah. the community still okay yeah so right now uh the way the website is set up it's either either the restaurant uploading it or i you know we'll, we'll upload it um but if you want to get involved with the app itself um where we're, i'm working on a, a landing page so we're going to collect email addresses mm-hmm. uh and and once that's up again uh, you know post about it on on our instagram account 
Um, and then you just go there, put your name, put your, your email address, and then I'll have a list of people to, you know, basically be the first users of, of this app. Sure. I think what would be cool too is cocktails. Because cocktails are something that even Gina's like, what place has cool cocktails yeah. around? But I'm sure you get flooded with ideas. You're like, listen, I have to develop this first. Yeah. So chill out. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and usually it's like me. Like, I, I would be like three o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, this is a great <laughs> yeah. idea. And I'm like, just stop. Just go to bed. Go like, to we don't sleep. have time for this. <laughs> so, how would a restaurant, same thing, reach out to you on Instagram or something if they wanted to be a part of it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so That's cool. Simple. I'm. I'm so excited for this, and I'm glad that we got to have you on because this is something that mm-hmm. I think people conceptualize all the time on how cool of an idea this is. Like I said before, the the meme that I just saw, people conceptualize this and think that it's not possible, but clearly someone's working on it, and they're trying to get it off the ground. And if you support, it'll come sooner. Yeah. So, so you know, and, and one of the things that I'm really big on um, is, you know, I, the free market and capitalism. I'm yes, with you. Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, you like to read my mind. I love it. <laughs> no, but just, you know, it's really, uh, you know, getting behind it and supporting the Western New York startup community as a whole, right? And and, and Western New York as a whole, um, mainly because, you know, it's it would be super great if I was, you know, a billionaire because of this, right? Right. But if I'm the only one driving my Ferrari around, that sounds pretty boring to me. So right. at the end of the day, like, I really want this to be something that puts Buffalo and Western New York on the map from a, from a startup perspective. So that, you know, it's not that Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, right, is a Silicon Valley product. It's that, you know, the food court becomes a Buffalo, Western New York product. So people can sit there and say, yeah, you know, I had an influence in this. You know, Mm -hmm. I, you know, the world uses this app because it was developed here. It was made here. It was supported by people here. And everybody's, you know, they're... Every restaurant owner, every foodie can sit there and say, you know, I had some sort of say into what we built. Uh, and, and that's really my ultimate goal at the, at the end of this. There's, it's super cheesy. So don't worry, I'll smoke myself for this. <laughs> However, there has been a massive shift that's visible specifically in the startup community of a lot of people that are born and raised in Buffalo. So Buffalo natives that sit there and say, why not? someone from buffalo or why not buffalo in general and it's to the point of like aggravation mm-hmm. where if you google like who's from buffalo that's famous like tim russert chad michael murray you and i chill <laughs> and you're like it's it's frustrating because there's a lot of good people in buffalo but there's it's it's a small market it's not big enough it's a small mar- it's like what what we can't f- change that. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not from Los Angeles. Like, I don't know what to tell you, so I'm just going to work even harder now because you just pissed me off. And that's, exactly. like, we're super blue collars. So and now, now you're like, I'll remember that, and then I'm going to throw it in your face later. Exactly. So the starter community has grown, and then there is a massive shift in, you're going to know the answer. I've It's, again, the end of the workday, so I'm shot mentally. What's that massive event that happens once a year for startup? companies where it's like a massive award ceremony oh, thing yeah, 40, 40, uh, 43 North 43 yeah. North so that really changed the whole startup community but then also essentially put Buffalo on the map in a different light of like now people are coming here and they're like oh there's actual business investments opportunities in Buffalo let's look at this where do we go and yeah. it's like 43 North talk to the people on the ground so I assume you're involved with 43 North to an extent it, whether it's networking or you've you know you're familiar with them, yeah. so have you attempted to do more with them, or it, um, or is are you just buried? Uh, yeah, I mean the goal is to right like 
one of the biggest Buffalo success stories for the startup communities, ACV. Uh, and they, ACV yeah, options. And they, you know, went through the 43 North competition and, and won. Um, I'm just not there yet with food court. You know, right. I, I want to get to the point where we have the traction. We have numbers that, that back up, you know, on large scale, you know, like we have our first 10,000 users, right? Like we have this many restaurants using it. Um, if we get to the point of generating income before, you know, that process. But ultimately, yeah, like to be able to apply that competition uh, and be a part of it would be absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm very excited for this. I cannot wait because the opportunities are endless. And it's just going to, as soon as it gets traction, it's just going to take off. Because there's no way somebody can look at this and say this isn't a good app. Yeah, I like to think It solves the biggest problem (laughs) for couples. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I know. There's restaurants named after I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, right. Or, like, my dad's place. Like, that's on transit. So are you able to, like, you and your wife or girlfriend or fiancé... He, like connect and then when you guys both swipe left on a food item it lets you guys know yeah is that what you're thinking too yeah uh, yeah so that's actually one of the the features that uh it's gonna be a you i guess you heard it here first uh thing so the way we're gonna have it set oh, up yeah. we're gonna have a group foodie session so nice. uh basically you can invite you know one other person two other people uh i'm not sure if there's gonna be a limit on it but let's say a group of people right Mm -hmm. and you're all gonna go through your own foodie session you're gonna swipe and then at the end of it it's either gonna match you on the style of food right like if you're all like all right everybody wants barbecue or pizza burgers uh or the actual restaurant itself right like if you want a burger from a restaurant and i want pizza from a restaurant and it's the same restaurant it's gonna match us on that that's so cool Mm -hmm. it's genius man yeah now this is gonna be (laughs) something super millennial of me to say but here we go are you going to or are you thinking about having like a verified user account where someone that is maybe an instagram influencer in the local buffalo food scene can go on and rate theirs or like people can follow their food journey or something like that is that something that's going through your mind or are you trying to stay away from that so we uh we were actually talking about doing something like that um where basically you could follow different you know people right um at this stage, we're not going to do it just because that's, you know. Absolutely. But in the future, right, so this is like version one of this, like, huge, yeah, it's a huge app, right? That, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, something like that is definitely something I've been kind of going back and forth about. Um, in fact, I think it was last Thursday with the development team, we actually had that conversation of, you know, are we going to put this in this version? Can we afford it, you know, time-wise to put that in this version? Um, so, yeah, something like that and a lot of other really cool concepts are floating through my mind so for cool. this yeah bring, bring derek back down to earth and tell him we're not going to be verified well no i'm not saying that but it's, <laughs> i mean i don't it's know something yeah we could be if With he that puts video, a cocktail yeah. section <laughs> in, could be. um but like there's for some reason our generation loves to be verified on everything yeah. and if you get in on the ground floor of an app you're going to be more inclined to use it if there's this end goal of you potentially being like a verified admin of the app or something weird like that. Yeah, we have daddy so, issues, Derek. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's a cool concept for people to be able to follow certain people because that's what people do right now on Instagram and it exactly. should be the same thing on, on this. Exactly. Yeah, and so, you know, that's one of the, you know, the things going back to, to Untapped, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can follow friends right, yeah. and then see what they're drinking, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, again, goes back to there really isn't anything that has what I consider a, a, a food social sharing uh, aspect on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's nothing like that. And so something along that line would make it easy and seamless for you to share something, let's say, with me. 
without having to pick up the phone and tell me, right? right. Like, I can just go and see it and be like, oh, wow, Derek ate there? Like, this place must be good. I should go check it out. Sure. Um, or I eat everything, <laughs> so don't take it. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, he ate another garbage plate this week? Yeah, he's a disaster. <laughs> like, oh, man, Derek's only eating fried food. <laughs> what is going on? Pizza for the third time this week. <laughs> Chill out. Uh, that's awesome. So, again, can you plug your Instagram? I know that we kind of talked about it, but just for the end of the video, can you wrap it up by saying what your Instagram handle and your website are? Yeah. Again? Actually, let me just look it up real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good luck. It's down. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's very true. I took a screenshot of it, though. There you yeah. go. Just to be on the safe side. There you yeah. go. You always do that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I know it's this. try underscore. Yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, try underscore the underscore food underscore court. Okay. Yeah, there was no uh, extra underscore at the end. Okay. Like I thought. And then your website's just try the food court or try food court? Uh, yep, tryfoodcourt.com. Okay. Boom. There you go. There you have it. This is something that you guys would clearly be able to use and try to get in on the ground floor and help this app come to life because this is going to be amazing. Yeah, it'll be a game changer. Thanks so much for your time, man. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. We'll have to do like touch bases when you guys reach milestones or something. Come back on and, oh, and tell us that. about it. Yeah. yeah, round two through four. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. And then four through 47,000 because it's just all going to be version <laughs> upgrades and everything like that. And we're way too dumb to stop <laughs> yeah. doing this. So it's fine. Cool. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, everybody. Have a Thanks, good night. Man. Thank Thanks. you. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.